Happy New Year. Hopefully everyone brought their new year in very safe and very happy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not like Nene Leaks having a whole ass massless ass COVID party in her house. Are you? St- well, I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm not it surprised at all. It was about 60 niggas in her house. Oh, I'm definitely not surprised. Not a mask inside. I'm like, so, yeah, so Atlanta just don't have COVID apparently. Apparently this is the thing. Atlanta just don't have COVID. Like it just, it just skipped over Atlanta. It skipped over Houston. Like you niggas just don't have it. Like, <laughs> It's the blood, you know. You know what that is. That's the blood. Jamal Bryan out there giving blessings, Mm-mm. prayers, and no, you stop. <laughs> actually, no shade though. But I did see a thing about um, how I guess he was trying to do not vaccinations. This was in the beginning of uh, the pandemic. Allegedly, he was okay. trying to do testing, but the testing was running. I, it was like a total of one hundred and fifty dollars. Which was weird, considering testing that there was a what? federal mandate. Wait, I'm confused. Testing for what? Like coronavirus. Like, wait, he was selling COVID tests for 150 dollars. He was doing COVID tests allegedly. From what I was reading, it was just some shit on the internet. So I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah, it could be true. It could not be. I mean, it could be true. It could not be. These COVID tests. It's been a whole lot of niggas scamming around these COVID tests. I thought so too. So I was. Just, um, it was. I thought the same thing. thing. It was some niggas in Ohio. That was doing drive-up COVID tests, which those already freak me out. Oh no, that's what I did here. I don't like the drive-up joints. I, they're here. I don't like them, but it doesn't matter. They were doing drive-up COVID tests. They were charging people two hundred and fifty dollars per test. But it was early when people didn't know that there was a federal mandate that the test be free. And that was so, what my where I was going with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. And, and niggas been scamming around these tests. Slight kind of side note. So I live like two blocks away from uh, the new health department office, right? And they're doing COVID tests out of there. Mm-hmm. So me thinking logically is, oh, I can just walk up there. You know, you I'll be masked up. You got to make an appointment. No, no, no. I don't mind the appointment. I called them to double check and they're like, yeah, no, you got to be in a car. And I'm no. like, I live two blocks away. <laughs> so I called Jesse, who lives upstairs. <laughs> And she drove me two blocks to get a fucking COVID test. And so I was when, so I went, when I went to go get mine, because here they're doing them at the, um, like they have like the urgent cares, the city of these. Okay. And they do the COVID test there. You could get the PCR or the rapid test. Think about being in this lovely ass, weird ass city, right? Okay. Nobody drives. No. So. <laughs> They don't let you make appointments. You just got to walk up and stand in line. So I'm standing in this socially distanced line, which is three blocks fucking long to get a COVID test. Oh, my God. Everyone you go to. <laughs> they they could have in that line like we waiting to vote or to get welfare. <laughs> ODB pull up in the limousine. <laughs> Okay. It took me it took me an hour and a half to get the test and 15 minutes to get the results. Are Are you serious? Yes, I had the results before I got home. Are you serious? Yes. That is ridiculous. <laughs> that that's also one of the things that they've been um specifically talking about too with like COVID and testing. It's how ridiculously underfunded now like oh, yeah. cities are. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Trump was just like, well, <laughs> like, well you I niggas, mean, you got what you wanted. 
it was a video i mean a, a, a article i read this morning this we're we're gonna get off of this in a second we ain't even yes because i'm preparing yet. to send you something to segue into it's funny because we ain't even introduced the show yet she <laughs> I mean, don't have it we just jumped right into conversation it's fine y'all know y'all listen to reality rewind it's all good but, uh, <laughs> it's, so i read an article this morning because i was just up kind of you know you end up in these weird google traps yeah the holes and, uh, <laughs> and um it was an article about how he had been screaming at Jared Kushner that he's going to cost him the election because he's given too many tests out. <laughs> That's, that sounded about right. No, nope. no. <laughs> Did you get it? Yes. What in the foot? No. No. Can we just talk about why was Giselle so fluffy looking at the reunion? COVID. We all got fluffy. No, because on her little that little show with Portia, I actually did watch one episode. She don't look as fluffy as she did in the reunion. That's probably for more recent time, if that makes sense. It could be. She could, I mean, it's not the way it didn't look bad. She did it made her look old, bro. <laughs> it did. It hit her in all the wrong spots. It made her look her She looked like the mother of a church. She does. She did. Like she looked like tacky mother of a church. Just refusing to wear her large hat. Is she doing something from women's rights by screaming from the pulpit in that ugly ass dress? If if Giselle somehow hears this, I just want to stop. Hopefully not. (laughs) The funny thing about it is she's messy as hell, but I don't hate her. She's messy, but I actually kind of like her. She's just messy as fuck. Like a lot of those. Oh, like she acts like every other woman with too much money and not enough shit to do. Right. Okay. So let's give a somewhat of a segue because people listening to this are like, "Wait, what the fuck did you? What? Like, where did we jump to?" So Please we're talking about Real Housewives of Potomac. Yes. And I just I've been saving up a a, a photo just to send for this very special moment. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we figured with the photo, that. which is why I just started talking. She I was just no like. <laughs> Um, so speaking of Real Housewives of Potomac, we finally got that last, last bit of nothing out the way. They are fucking done. What was it's it, like 24 the- episodes deep? We are done. Yeah, but it's like, it was a whole lot of time spent on nothing. It was. It was a whole bunch of just nothing. And it really was. That bodyguard, I was just like, girl, it's just a lot and- of done. Will always that nigga always catch me off guard. <laughs> like even still knowing that he's there, now I'm just like waiting <laughs> to see him. <laughs> One day I was here by myself, I, and would you put it on in the background? Wasn't paying attention. I just looked up. I see this big ass nigga with a mask on out of nowhere. Uh, you heard was some shit. <laughs> like, I really hope. Oh yeah. Now, I hope now that we done put this season to rest, it's done. That- Ryan can put that road kill wig to rest because bitch no she need to let that 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 Home Depot that Lowe's wig so I, um, so I looked up her hairstylist oh god right now the odd thing about it is this lady has given Robin some wonderful looks because you know Robin's short hair is usually really really nice the yeah. same woman does it I don't know what this wig was about because it wasn't at, that woman's choice. I guarantee you that. Oh no, I guarantee she just was like, um, if you um, say so. Like, as long as the check clear, baby. 
I mean, it's like it's like the the person who do trim hair that he said he paid two thousand dollars and his tracks be showing. It's just like, and he takes like two hours to do it. And his tracks be showing, girl, my nigga. I know girls in the hood who their hair may not blend well, but they shit ain't showing. Like no, they just put a hat on and the shit be looking bald. <laughs> but it's like. As a, if I was a hairstylist, which I am not, I can lay a wig and that's about all I got for you. <laughs> I would not put my name on it. Like, you wouldn't be able to tell nobody I did that shit. No. Because no. for two reasons. One, it is a clear knockoff of someone else's work. It, yeah. Because this is a clear knockoff of what Kellen did for Megan Thee Stallion. A very and it wasn't clear knockoff well. of someone else's work. And it wasn't done well. Bitch, we've been talking about this goddamn wig for three the, weeks. Because the wig was the most interesting part of the whole damn reunion. Because <laughs> them hoes wasn't saying nothing. Not a goddamn thing. Not a goddamn thing. The wig and Wendy sitting up there looking like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. That was the most interesting thing about the whole damn reunion. <laughs> also, Wendy Snowshade, Wendy's husband, gorgeous. He is. Wendy's but they really did look like fine. Beauty and the Beast. It's very, very funny. <laughs> because that her dress looks just like Belle's dress, and then he shows up in this blue suit. They look like Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> shut up! But shut up! You did not call that woman and her husband Beauty and the Beast. They did. They was Belle and the Prince. <laughs> uh, uh, that's gonna be stuck in my head. And I'm gonna watch. I might get Disney Plus tonight just for like a month. Because you'd only need it for a month, really. Then you I mean, stop you watching watch the shit. The time, so. Well, you got kids. It's just exactly. me and cat I mean, and even boy. Even if I didn't have kids, because I be, I watch Olive Brand Company way too much. <laughs> God, I don't know why. Uh uh. So we also had uh, in this trail of nothingness that does look like Bill. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> It's like the BET bill. I literally just sent Bella. It to you so you can see it a little better. I just sent it to you. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like Bella. Like amazing. Uh, uh, like it. Like it was executive produced by Gabrielle Union <laughs> Whoopi okay. Goldberg for BET. It's the, it's the, it's the Cinderella version of Uh uh. So also in this large trail of nothingness, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it was like the Power Rangers. You know, I love Power Rangers. (laughs) It was because you had they tried to shoehorn Tommy in as being Native American, but other than that, you had a black and Asian and Native American, a gay. Tommy, no, he's not. They just tried to shoehorn that shit in. Like, they yeah. shoehorned in the diversity. But when, when they made the movie, you know, they had... The oh, movie. that was just... I liked the movie. I enjoyed the they movie. Had an actual Native American. It, it was... In the lesbian. <laughs> it didn't the... age well. Neither of the movies aged well. No, no, no. The <laughs> newest one. The newest one. Turbo? I don't know. The one that came out a couple years ago. Like, two, three years ago. Oh, I don't know about that one. Yeah, they, that might the, be like final. Less, oh, the reboot. And they, and, yeah, the reboot one. I didn't watch. Had, I didn't. But I actually <laughs> saw it in theaters. <clears throat> I saw how the suit looked, and I was like, Mm-mm. "Nah, it was fine." They had the original Power Rangers in there, but they were definitely I like saw. their parents and shit. 
Yeah, I saw the couple of them that came back. Oh, they left a lot of them out though, which was really weird. Unfortunately, no, I meant the well, you know, from the original six. Yeah, the Asian girl died. Yeah, tree did. Yeah. Tree died. Yeah, I knew. Not say tree did. And uh, which one? Uh, David Yas, the one who played Billy. Yeah, he don't want shit to do with them no more. No, he walked <laughs> off. Yeah, he walked off set. Yeah, um, actually, so. I just saw a couple of days ago he did. Um, this is about the time I guess they started ramping up for like the Power Ranger conventions and shit, which I mm-hmm. really want to go to this year. But if COVID is still a thing, I'm gonna be really sad. But yeah, I just, Brooklyn wants to go you know, soon, but they told her if COVID is still a thing, we ain't going. It's called, it's a wrap. <laughs> um, oh, let's get back to Potomac. Potomac, okay. not Power Rangers. Sorry. So <laughs> side. I would, I honestly, and I want to bounce this idea off of you real quick. I would like to do just maybe like an hour episode where we just have a rambling conversation about something not reality. That's like right. we do with like Power Rangers or shit like that. Because right. we do just have these rambling ass conversations. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> okay. It could be like a special episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that. Okay. So, um... In the trail of nothingness, we also get Chris Samuels just simply standing up and screaming at women. <laughs> That's we just boil it down to that. He's defending his wife. He's sitting there screaming. It's like I get he was upset. No, I totally understand it. But the the thing about it that always kind of got me, and it's like on one hand I get where they were coming from, but on the other hand it's kind of like y'all doing a lot. Yeah, he never made it to the show. No, it did make it to the show. Giselle brought it up twice. No, not about her messing with the trainer, about the baby not being his. No, she did say that. I didn't. I don't I remember in that look. When she had that that little burger thing on. I remember in that footage that they showed during the reunion, but I don't remember it during the season. I don't think I remember seeing it during the I at least remember seeing that burgundy outfit with the plastic. Like I remember the conversation about the tra- her messing with the trainer coming up. Yeah. But, and I remember that coming up multiple times. But I don't remember until they showed that unaired piece of footage anything about the baby not being his. Because I didn't know nothing about that until the reunion. Uh, okay. I see. I always knew that. But, you know, I mean, it's hard to tell where your sources on are. The, on the internet. But yeah. Not, like on the show. And I think maybe that's the same thing. I think maybe you might have saw it on the internet and then just kind of merges together. Because I remember seeing I it on the internet, but I remember, remember seeing, seeing that burgundy outfit for before yeah, though. Because, and I distinctly remember seeing to myself this tacky bitch being tacky about other people's no, kids. Because the thing about it tacky. is, I remember them showing, <laughs> like I remember seeing a clip of her talking about it on the internet in that outfit. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember that clip ever being from the show because it was kind of like. On one of the blogs, I don't remember which one, but it was like well, even if lost it's on a blog, it was like lost footage from whatever, whatever. But think about that shit on the blogs that nobody takes that shit seriously. Well, if you have my thing is is if you sat down, regardless whether it makes it to TV or not, if I mean, you sat, you sat down, down in front of that see, camera, you were trying to bring it to the show, and right, that but, you know. but the thing, and it's like I kept saying. They got a lot of smoke for Candace, and Candace ain't the one doing it. It's Giselle. It's Giselle. You it's just Giselle. Don't like Candace. That's all that is. And you have every reason not to like Candace. And that's fine. You don't like Candace. <laughs> it is what it is. That's whatever. But 
But it's yeah. like you got all this smoke for Candace, but Giselle is the one doing it. And you know Giselle's the one doing it, which is why in that clip he said to Giselle, oh, he looked just like me, don't he? Yep. That's why, because yep. y'all know Giselle the one doing this. Because Giselle, is na- she's a mean, nasty old woman. She's a mean, nasty old woman. That woman has done nothing more in her life than rely upon her beauty and her pussy, and that is pretty much it. What else shit has she done? I mean, every huge, she made every mistake. So what the fuck is going on? I never. I was gonna actually buy it to see what it, how it said. Girl, it's not there anymore. It's you, not. If you want to do that, get you a rose or chalk set and just be done Shut with up. it. Nope. <laughs> it's I mean, cheaper. Giselle is. The Evelyn Lozada, the Nene Leaks, the yeah, you gotta have that. You have to have that archetype on the show. Which was, we were actually rewatching Real Housewives of Atlanta yesterday, just kind of hanging out. Oh, Nene's and we were just talking about hmm? Nene's original nose. Not that far back. (laughs) Season helmet cut. No, season twelve, where the wig line is still hard and she's still yelling, but she's trying to get the ramen noodle wig. No, 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 no. It's the it's always the long ones now, but oh, they're they made? from like neck length down. Okay. Oh, one with the bang. The Remember that one? Wig. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what season that was? That was like season six. That wig stressed me out because it was that, that one, and it was that that one like straight up one. shit. Like, <laughs> like heat miser. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna say this. Her wigs may not always be on point in any way, shape, form, or fashion, and but I'm gonna give enough. you. But you are brave and you are playing with your image and what have you. The thing about it is, the wigs might not always be great, but they be laid. They do. They may look odd as fuck. Sheree should be lifting and crazy. Her, that wild ass storm wig she was wearing that one time. I thought, I mean, Kim came in the room and all of a sudden it was dark clouds. I thought Sheree had her storm wig on, but she wasn't (laughs) even there. I like these wigs may not always be cute, but they be laid. They be laid. They be laid as fuck. (laughs) And she owns when they ain't cute because she'll keep talking about it. Right. Oh, I brought up the Real Housewives of Atlanta because we were talking about like um, why certain people are there. Mm -hmm. And certain people may seem boring, but you need to have those more kind of calming archetypes to create a balance in the show. So we were breaking down just like, oh, well, Cynthia and Candy served that purpose on um, Real Housewives of Atlanta. And when one one of those archetypes, they're the peacemakers. Mm -hmm. But when one of those those two of that archetype are attacked, the tone of the show drastically shifts. And you gotta, and it's really interesting, like sitting back being, being high and just thinking. Just how from season seven, when there was all that shit with Cynthia and Peter and she's going out with Nene, the tone of the show took a very dark shift. And it led into Mm -hmm. season nine with Candy also being attacked. And it stayed in that until, what, season 11? But they tried to make Cynthia the mean girl. They try. I mean, and Cynthia, like all of them are mean girls. It's just how you do it. They knew The thing about it is they knew Nene wasn't coming back. And they knew that Kenya wasn't going to be filming as much because she got married and that nigga didn't want to be on film. He didn't so want to it. He didn't. So they tried to push Cynthia into that role and it wasn't natural and it came off real weird. And that was just a weird season. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Cynthia has always been that girl. She's just never been edited that way. And trying yeah. to edit her as that. like It, it, was, it just came off very strange. It did. 
it's like, but what? It's like, even like season but, got, what? but you got people like Nene, like Giselle, who you know they're not gonna go that deep into their life. So you give them the mess and they just push the mess. Sheree did the same thing. Yep. You know they're not gonna go that deep into their life. So they just push the mess. That's it. That's what you use them for. Who was I heard this a couple of days ago talking about Giselle and Robin and possibility of them leaving Potomac, which isn't gonna happen yet. No. Monique left. Yet. Monique left. Of course yeah, I, I don't left. blame her. I don't but he said um busy bitches carry bones and soonly get banished. And I said, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> because the thing is, once they don't need you anymore, look what they did to Sheree. You're done. They bring exactly. her back every time they don't have somebody to carry the mess, and then they push that's her right the fuck it. out. That's literally what they use Sheree for. That's it. I'm waiting for Sheree to pop up in this new season. Like, I feel I'm like, I don't think she's going to pop up on this season, but I think by next season, either Sheree or Phaedra is going to be back. Or both. Or maybe Ray Phaedra and Kim. Because I don't now see Kim doing it again. She still got don't be tardy. She still got that shit going on. And Kim got 99 kids now. Don't she though? So I don't see her, but I definitely. Bitch is just fertile. Yeah. Just all the kids. God damn, girl. I don't don't see Drew Sedora making it past this season. Same thing. And Kim is a little friend. I don't see her lasting too long. No. I think it's gonna. I think Drew Sedora gonna be just like Kim Fields. Is like I don't need to do this. Yeah. Like this. When is it. she hasn't realized, like, oh, a reality show. Like I don't have to really be real with this. Like no, because she's trying to be very honest. Yeah. But it was the same thing with Shamari. That's why she didn't last. And same thing, Kim Fields. Yeah. Um, it's like they're trying. Deshaun to, Snow. Yeah. Deshaun was also just boring, but she was. Well, she didn't get a chance to be that like. But the thing, she didn't want to be involved in nothing. Like, no, she didn't, she didn't want, want to be bothered with the bullshit. They were. She didn't want to, and it's like, what are you here for? But, yeah. But it's the same. It's like they they're trying. They're presenting this like a real chance for people to get to know them, and that's not what reality TV is for. That's not what this is. That's not. That's not. You is. have to. It's a story, so it takes time to build that story out. Like you can. But it's like you got to toe the line too, yep. because it's like. You can play the way Candy does. Because the thing about Candy is that we don't see a lot of her personal life either. But she gives us just enough to keep us interested. But then you got the Denise Richards side of it where every time somebody tries to talk to her, she starts yelling, bravo, bravo, bravo. And then she does. I don't blame her though. I was like, y'all ain't gonna try my ass. I've been a force. <laughs> I have been a cornerstone of this franchise since season two. You bitches will Not read Denise back me. She was only on there for two seasons. Oh no, I was talking about Candace and Denise Richards once again. Don't blame her ass. The rest of you hoes ain't acting since when. You better get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah, I ain't acting since when either. But it's been more recent than you, ma'am. No, Denise Richards <laughs> is currently acting. She on one of them soaps. She's oh, that's acting. right. It's like guiding. Is it Days of Our Lives or Guy Mom's Mom's on the soaps and, you know, they put them on. Once they get on the soaps, they be there for 30 years. Look at Eileen. Mm-hmm. She is, no she shade. This Real Housewives shit. I've been on the soaps since I was 19. She, t- those checks. She said, I have steady income, ma'am. Exactly. I don't need this. Like, this was just the cherry on the top. You hold uh-huh. no shade me and my Target bags, bitch, because I got more money than y'all. <laughs> right. And that's how I have more money than you. Why you? I mean, let's be real. Okay, so back to. But this Potomac. is how they talked about in Potomac because we've been everywhere but Potomac. It was like there it's was the only other thing the only was thing like about this. The 
one thing that stood out to me about this reunion, and it annoys me every single time, mm-hmm. I am sick and tired of Andy Cohen trying to police Black women's emotions. Because he don't do the same shit with the white girls. He doesn't. He lets them have their feelings. He stays impartial. He does all that. With the Black girls, he really tries to tell them how to react. It annoyed me so much. It does, it does feel telling, that way. He said and kept telling Monique that she needs to feel a way. She, she don't have to feel shit. Like, right. It's the placing of these expectations of what a, of what a, what is quote unquote normal yeah. expression of emotion based on your own ideas of right. it, and it's and always the thing about there. it is, and this isn't, this is more just the difference in life between black women and white women. Black women just tend to be less outwardly expressive so than white women are. He just caught himself. <laughs> He's like, oh shit, Lee. <laughs> but like white women tend to be more outwardly expressive because they're allowed to be. Yeah. So for him to yeah. be this white man to stand here and tell these black women how they need to present their emotions really does not sit well with me. No. No, in no way, shape, form, or fashion, especially based on my understanding of him as being a white man and what is what is deemed as being acceptable and unacceptable. Right. Like, get the fuck out of here. Well, you would think that you would feel it's like emotions don't run through rational travel channels. And your whole job here is to be nothing more than just getting the dirt. So All get you supposed dirt. to do is read the questions and let them answer. You and, supposed and to forward the, the conversation. That is it. the mess. That girl... That's yes. all you supposed to do. You ain't you not here Sin. to police nobody's emotions. You're not here to tell nobody how to feel. You're not here to tell nobody how to react. But there is something too about like he's always, and that's always been one of my things with I've Andy never Cohen. Liked Andy. No. And re- my biggest thing about Andy Cohen is that he, and this isn't just a thing about black women because I see him do this all the time. He has built his entire career on the backs of these women. Yeah. On these different housewives, black, white, or otherwise. He's built his entire career on the back of these women. And then the second that they don't play game the way that he wants, he uses that other shit that Watch What Happens Live to be shady. You saw him do it to Nene. You saw him do it to Teresa. You saw him do it to Vicky. You saw, mm-hmm. He does it all the time, mm-hmm. and it's like, and then it's like he has this parade of people coming on and consistently being shady mm-hmm. towards these people, even if they don't want to. He likes to throw and the rock and hide his hand. He does, and then he'll bring the people from their franchises mm-hmm. who probably don't have an issue. Mm-hmm. He, he sets it up in a way like so the that whole answered- thing with Nene and Candy. Candy was on Watch, Watch What Happens Live. He set up the shady shit, but it it looked like she was doing it. So now they got an issue. They didn't have an issue before. It was nope. him being shady. And that's mm-hmm. that and that, that is, was his way that to justify it. getting rid of trying to get rid of Nene. And if you really want to predate a pattern, take it back to Kathy Griffin with My Life on the D List. Because mm-hmm. that was the, the first time we really heard her. about that. That was the very first time we heard about that. Yeah, he does that to everybody that doesn't do exactly what he wants. And truthfully, though, my question is, does this only happen? Well, yeah, it would only happen with women because there aren't any shows on Bravo that women aren't 
Well, he well, yes, that women aren't the center of no. Yeah, but he did just do it to um, what's that? The boy, the guy, and the girl that uh just got fired from Vanderpump Rules. Oh, girl, I don't know. That just that's a level of whiteness I can't partake. I don't watch the show. I don't watch the show, but I do remember the story because it had Andy Cohen written all over it. <laughs> it was, I don't know, some something came out and something they said was real fucked up, but. They are very, very, very white, so I don't. Whatever. That's exactly why I said that. Not to be. It doesn't surprise me. So they said something real fucked up. They got fired from Vanderpump Rules. Now, from the comments I was seeing, they said the season was already edited to make it look they was gonna get fired anyways. Which means Bravo (laughs) knew what the fuck they said and was holding it until after the show aired. Bravo holds the socials. They oh, still they oh, that shit. They was holding it to after whatever, and then they both released this weird ass statement that was the exact same statement. So <sighs> somebody comments and was like, "Oh, you couldn't even come with your own statement." She was like, "The girl said, do you think we had any hand in it?" No, we didn't even know it was out. Bravo will have, not just Bravo. All these networks and Bravo's part of NBC. All these yeah, networks yes. will happily orchestrate your exit now. Yeah, and, and kind of going was, back to Power Rangers. They don't just bring a new girl in and be like, "Okay, boom, you in a coma, and now she got your stone, girl." Right. No, they they put work into it to say they we're going to give you a send off, and your send off is going to be you. hell. It's, like, <laughs> it's gonna like you're gonna look awful. Because awful. it was something on Twitter, and whatever they said, whatever it was, it was one of those things that. I saw it and I was like, this week, this like reeks of whiteness, but I'm not offended by it. Hey, but it's oh, like, yeah. you shouldn't have done I almost that. Almost in all of it. It's kind of like Adele with them Bantu knots. It was like, ugh, this just screams whiteness. But it was... somebody's going to drag you. I just ain't the one to do it. <laughs> and I really hope it was just her black friends. It was just like, come on, girl, we're going to do this. <laughs> She's, you know, she dating that little boy that was dating Naomi Campbell. What's the dummy that said he don't read? <laughs> Yes, that one. Boom, shot. She dated him, and she be out there with him and his friends, and they told her this is gonna be cute. No, she was just, she was just having fun. She was having fun with her black friends. She didn't she know that the rest of Black America was gonna let her ass have it. Everybody else was gonna be like, "Bitch, what?" Like, right. She was just having fun with her friends. It was just one of those things that I saw and was like, "Girl, prepare to be dragged." I don't have it, but well, I can tell you this: a, a field day with her. As far as Adele, uh, I can tell you I am happy Juan Dixon is not here for that. Shut up. That was a bad segue. <laughs> I just didn't know why he kept saying that. What was what Juan going to do? No. Because Juan ain't going to do nothing. That Juan ain't going to do anything. Because if Juan was going to do anything, Michael has now talked three times about wanting to suck his dick, and he's still talking about going to Vegas with him by himself. What and the hell for? Him. Girl. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So Ron Dixon is not here. It was like, girl, we are all glad. That man is working. Leave hey, him alone. He don't want no part of this. Ass hats ain't gonna do it. Them ugly hats and them houses you, you know trying what? to flip and fuck up. You know what? Them ugly ass hats probably is gonna sell because one thing about a housewife the bitch will sell some shit because Kyle Richards is selling that ugly ass resort wear. Lisa oh, she's been selling them, that, yeah. These housewife fans will buy anything these hoes put out. That's why Lisa Nicole is still selling clothes. That's why them 
other the other white ones is selling jewelry that is ugly as hell. <laughs> if you get your um home shopping network link, remember Nene was doing that for she quite some is. time. She still is. She still sold her cold shoulder it's tops. Always her and Lisa Renna back to back. Always. With the bathroom neckline. <laughs> now it's like the you know Lisa Renna got the cardigans. Nene got a shorter version. They they you know. I but, feel like Lisa Renna and Nene Leaks are good friends. They are. Lisa Renna's gonna do something to piss Nene off, and Nene's gonna be so. fuming mad. <laughs> I don't think so because they're so similar. They're so similar. I can't see. They just keep it kind of yeah. surface level. Okay, you, I can like, get that. You see pictures of them all the time. That is right. Yeah, they hang out a lot. The only time you didn't see pictures of them was at Andy Cohen's birth, uh, baby shower, but that's because they didn't go. Okay, that's speaking of the guy. baby shower, let's bring it. We can bring it right on back. Yes, speaking that's of the where baby all shower, of this mess, supposedly all of this mess started at the Which, baby shower. It started at Andy Cohen's baby shower, but he claimed to not know shit about it. Shut up. He knew. He knew. Right. Shut up. You knew exactly. I I had no idea, and I'm sure if they if they're all sitting at the table talking about it, I'm sure they were talking about it with other people from other franchises and other cities as well. Because the thing about it, Atlanta, except for the Medi- so- married to medicine women, because they weren't invited. No, they weren't, which is really <laughs> strange to me. That was real shade, and, and I, don't I don't understand, understand why. why he doesn't deal with them like that. But Atlanta, Beverly Hills, and Potomac all hang out together. Yeah. That's the thing. They all hang out together. And um, Bethany, I think Bethany hangs out with some of the Atlanta girls. Oh, when the Atlanta girls are around, she, she's... Well, she Bethany hangs and Nene out. hangs out, and then, you know, Bethany and Kyle Richards been friends, so... For a long time, yeah. Yeah. So it's like... They like all, real friends. Yeah. Like, all these girls hang out together. Mm-hmm. So of course, if the Potomac girls at this time, that's why kids always like, oh, it was me, Robin, Giselle, and some other people because you know it was like it was other girls from other it was fucking other girls from other franchises. Because I think mm-hmm. they said, I think the the thing I read said Erica Girardi was at that table. Kyle Wouldn't Richards was there. Lisa Rinna, um, Candy Burris was at the table. Cynthia Bailey, like they're all at this table together. Yep. So it makes sense. Because you know, Portia and Monique go on vacation and shit together. So yeah, they're like them were at the baby shower. And ooh, could you imagine if Portia was sitting at that table? But that's the thing, because now, because Portia been saying a lot of stuff about Candace, and Candace mm. is like, "Girl, you don't know me, and you should shut up." <laughs> uh, see, Portia didn't even say nothing about Candace. Portia just yes, said. I didn't see that. All I saw was Portia talking about Monique, just saying, "Let's not judge Monique," and that was it. Oh no, nah, Portia. That's said, all I saw. Portia said, "Don't believe that lying ass bitch." Oh, that probably came out after because Candace came out with some shit. It was like, "Well, she's standing beside her friend, and people yeah. when you have two rats, and that's when that shit." She didn't even have to. <sighs> I mean, Candace didn't have to react to it. No, but and Portia everything's always also, a goddamn fight. But Portia, but that's what we play to see. Say anything. That's also very true too. Yeah, that's your friend, but you also don't know what goes on over there. Because I don't see Monique jumping up and telling people like, oh, Porsche ain't violent. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Because I mean, Monique definitely don't be jumping out the window for the shit they be saying about you. Because Potomac was on. Potomac was on the air and y'all was vacationing together when everybody was like, Porsche and Phaedra lying asses need to be fired. I ain't see Monique jumping out the window then. <laughs> she said, girl, you okay? You need yeah. a hug? <laughs> You know, you can always come we'll go on to as Cabo. a friend of my show. 
<laughs> I got yeah. you, girl. You know we got this big ass house. If you ever just need to spend a couple of months out here while filming, you know I got right. you, girl. And that's fine. I mean, because you know y'all have your own franchises, y'all do your own things, but it's just Portia got enough to wear you about. I think that's pretty much it from Potomac. The thing, was... the, mo- the most interesting part outside of that raggedy ass wig was the shit that happened outside of the show. <laughs> That's it. And they were trying to be so like mom about it and it was it was like come on. Before we leave Potomac, I'm going to say the one thing my major beef with Potomac and this has been a running issue is this weird ass political correctness they like to do. Oh, um where it's like we're above that and we don't buy into those stereos. It's like, shut up. Niggas fight. Respectability politics. Yes. I'm just trying to figure out the phrase yes. for it. That's what yeah. I was trying to think of, too, but I've had, like, four mimosas, so... Oh, my God. I've just happens. had coffee no. and two quarts of water. No, I've had water, too, but, you know, whatever. I've been up <laughs> since 5 a.m. God <laughs> I got kids, so... <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, they do this weird-ass respectability thing, and it's how... Well, as black women, we have to yeah. like, shut up, shut up. Because They're placing this level of responsibility on themselves that they that don't deserve. Doesn't, uh, not only do they not deserve, but y'all don't even really live that way. And it comes no. across. It comes across as very fake. Yeah, because we see you doing the total opposite on camera. We see you. And we see and you being then, paid to do so and just, on camera. Karen Huger is the main one. And you just see her progression through this show with her fake-ass Fendi dress. That fake Fendi still, it blows me. Because stop talking about you married to the black Bill Gates and you wearing fake Fendi. Stop. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> it blows me. But anyway, just kind of watch her progression through the show. Mm-hmm. But this consistent talk about, oh, this these hood rats and this hood rat and this hood rat. It's like, what are y'all? Hello. If Hello. we don't talk about hood red, which is a ter- this, the term is stupid. If you really want to be honest, that's about it's hood dated. red makes as much sense as welfare queen does in this in this day and age, right? But what are y'all? <laughs> y'all have truthfully, you all have made a hopefully multi million dollar career off of standing in front of a camera, getting drunk, and arguing with and each arguing other. And arguing with each other. Fuck out of here. What are y'all doing? Y'all are, I mean, hell, y'all hood rats with designer bags. That's it. Like, That's what are we doing? It's like, instead of fucking the dope boy, you are now fucking Bravo. Who is right. your dope boy? Because celebrity is the biggest, uh, fame is the biggest drug there is, exactly. truthfully. Exactly. So you, and you all y'all sit and talk about boy. is, why would you go to my boss and say blah, blah, blah? And it's like, Y'all know this shit is fleeting. That's why y'all right. doing. That's why every season y'all get more and more ridiculous. Also, too. To speaking to of that, why there. did you go to my boss? Why, like, in most cases, we're not friends. We're coworkers, and right. if you and I have an issue, I am supposed to go to who? My boss. We're not friends. We're coworkers, and that's it. They at the don't end of know that. each other. We don't know each other. All like we work together on the show. The show. So right. y'all like try to make up these fake ass backstories about how y'all may have known and y'all may know of each y'all other. Y'all met that bitch twice in 1985 in the summer of at New in New Jersey when you were five oh, years old. 
your mother and you. her father went to high school together. It's simple. Like the few of y'all that do actually know each other, we can tell. Yep. Like we knew that Nene, Kim, and Sheree all knew each other before this show. Yep. Because they had a deep interest in each other. With shit that ain't had shit to do with this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you always don't know each other. Y'all may know of each other. Like Atlanta's small. Yep. So yeah, like Nene and Candy didn't know each other before the show. They knew of each other. They probably seen each other around. Possibly. If that. Nene and Cynthia didn't know each other before the show. No. Nene knew Peter. Yep. You can tell who knows who. And like, mm-hmm. you can tell Nene and Kenya knew each other passingly, not mm-hmm. well. And mm-hmm. you can tell. It was, oh, oh. Right. <laughs> wait, wait. Just like, <laughs> just like <laughs> Nene and Eva knew each other passingly. Passingly. They may have had a drink or two at a party, chatted exactly. a little bit, and went on about their business. And, like, oh, you know, cool. as some things in LA or whatever, because they was right. on TV at the same time. And, a cute little know. Instagram shout out. Right. Like, But y'all weren't But friends. you can always tell who know each other and who don't. Right. And, and none, of them- none of these girls, none of these housewives know each other. Mm-mm. None of them. Like Kyle Richards and Lisa Vanderpump knew each other. Yeah. And you they can always the tell. And Lisa and Adrian knew each other. Yes. Kyle and Adrian didn't know each other that well. You can tell when the arguments, you can tell like how long they've known each other or the possibility of how long they've known each other by the basis of the argument. By how the argument goes. Because when their arguments, when when those arguments hit deep and you see that reaction, will hit that person deep, you see that reaction, you see the genuine hurt, not the, I'm going to slap this bitch anger, the genuine hurt. Right. It doesn't go to a violent place. It becomes very emotional. Yep. Anyway, we're done with these hoes. Okay, so that wraps up, thankfully so, Real Housewives of Potomac, season five or six, whatever fucking season it was. The shit was long and drawn out. They could have did the shit in 10 episodes and been done. Because we all this time talking about this fight that didn't mean shit. Oh my God, girl. Yeah. It was just, ugh. Mm -hmm. Um, So to the main event, which is probably one of the classiest reality shows I've watched in recent years. I wouldn't I would wouldn't dare to call it a reality show. I'd say based on production, it's more of a um docu-series. I say I would see I see it more as like a societal study. Uh, right. Because there's a certain um legitimacy that kind of comes with it where it, it really is a glimpse into the world of still slightly manufactured, but a glimpse. Yeah, it's still manufactured. There's still things that they don't address in the way that very I much think so. they should have. So if you are wondering what we are talking about, it is the Indian matchmaker or make it, Indian matchmaking. Indian matchmaker. Maker. maker it's the Indian making. matchmaker making matches. Yeah. Say that. They're doing some things. things. It's matches being made, damn it. <laughs> it's matches being made. So her name is Seema. Seema is a world-renowned Indian matchmaker. Indian she, matchmaking. Uh, I just looked it up. <laughs> oh, it's making. Okay, yeah. so she she's a maker making. It's not mm-hmm. making by a maker. Right. 
<laughs> oh, I had coffee. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm humming. That buzz just hit me from the coffee. Um, okay. So we have Seema, who is a world-renowned Indian matchmaker. Uh-huh. She, out of her own mouth, professes to have, I believe she's had like a 95% success rate in her yeah. matchmakings. Uh-huh. Many of them result in marriage in a very short time after, days, yes. months, um, which we will come to see for some people is that is an expectation. And if they don't get it, they'll have a heart attack. Uh-huh. We also find out our first i don't want to call them contestants um our first three guests first clients our first first clients clients. there we go because that's really what they are they're they are clients yeah we get aparna who's a 35 34 year old attorney um from houston we get nadia a 33-year-old event planner from new jersey she runs her own company named euphoria dancer and dancer as well. And very good dancer. She's a Bollywood dancer as well, yeah. She also looks like April Jones. I'm going to keep saying it. She, she looks like April Jones. She does. And, oh, bitch, I just had a thought. Okay, mm-hmm. and I'm going I'm to keep that in the back of your mind. Indian April Jones. Okay. And then we also meet... Oh, God. Pradia? Thank Pradium? you. Pradium. Okay, so if we're we gonna say any names wrong. We apologize. It's Thank no disrespect. We're American and don't know how to do it. Sorry. Well, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and we we tried to listen to the enunciations. But the when people when it flow, flows, it, it was a little hard, hard to. to yeah, so we're gonna say them as respectfully and kindly as we can. We'll get it as close as possible we can, but we apologizing up front. Yes, please don't come for me. Or me. Don't cancel us this early. Please don't. And there'll be plenty of other very valid reasons, too. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we meet Pradium. He is a 30-year-old jeweler. He was born and raised in Mumbai. He is a single playboy who is essentially being told by his parents it's time for him to settle down. So now he's beginning to take that seriously. Plus, at 30 years old, like, that's the thing you begin to think is, like, okay, well, maybe maybe it's time for me to chill out and sit down. So these are our first three clients. Seema, in all of her wisdom as a matchmaker, mm-hmm. begins to uh, filter through her bio data and look for what they call offers, essentially a date. We get Nadia, who has her first, okay, remember what I said, precursor, right? Remember that? Mm-hmm. We have Nadia, who meets her Indian little fizz, he was a fuck boy. He was a fuck boy. You know it's there. You know it's there. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. You laugh and give it to me. <laughs> you know I'm right. I say that a hundred percent. He was kind of little fizzy. He was cute, kind of fuck boyish. Kind of, but I don't know because it's like he was. Mm, I don't know. I think it was some some of his fuckboyness was situational. Fair, fair. It wasn't all just him out here just being a fuckboy. Fair, no, that is fair. I'll give you that. Truth, truth. Still fizzish. He's not like he's not. But see, I can't. 
I can't a hundred percent put him there because Lil Fizz is a knowing and proud fuckboy. He do the fuckboy shit on purpose. This is why Mona Scott Young hires him. He is there for the fuck shit. He is very I, I put him more in the the like Todd arena. Whereas Todd like, Burris? Yeah, his dad's name is Tucker. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where it's I'm like sorry. the shit he does, he does it with the best of intentions, but sometimes it comes off a little fuckboy esque. Oh, he's he's got the rock brain. He's got yeah. nigga brain. Yeah, yeah where he's like so you want to do him more over like there. It's sometimes. like you kind of do you do it with the best of intentions, but sometimes it's like all right, nigga, like yeah. So yeah. I put him more over there than in the little fears category. <laughs> Okay, I can give you that. I can give you that. <laughs> uh, we'll say he's a little... There's some difficulties that emerge. Yes, difficulties. Difficulties. Mostly and in his scheduling, goddammit. Right. <laughs> Time management. Hmm. Um, also in the category of difficulties, we're just going to push all of Aparna, her family, the whole lineage, the every whole, piece of property right in that category. Everything about her life right over into difficulties. Right in difficulties. Everything about her life. She, but I, you know what, though? I will give... You do see a journey with Aparna's character. She's like she the goes only in, one that you really do see a journey with, though. True. Everybody else, you just get these little... <clears throat> but you actually see a progression with her um, initially being... Saying she's ready, but being overly picky and also being very hesitant at the same time. But it's like she wasn't... She said she was ready for a relationship and everything else. But the thing is, she was so unhappy that she just kind of, she couldn't even fathom putting a relationship together because all she could focus on was, I hate this. I hate this. I hate mm -hmm. comedy. I hate this. I hate life. When she and said like, that, I will never forget. You know how I hate comedy. It's like, what kind of broken-hearted, rude, dark-spirited person hates to laugh? Exactly. Like, ugh, I just... Like, I can get hating children, and I get laughing at how much you hate children. But who hates to just to laugh? <laughs> I know, girl. We were all surprised. When you had the second, we were like, oh, bitch, okay. <laughs> what the fuck you think I said? <laughs> You said she, so having a, she was lying. She having a what? <laughs> she said you pregnant. Another? I said you were a liar. And you need to go fix your machine. <laughs> oh, God. But I, I just... Aparna... It's nice to get the journey for Aparna. But it is very... She's very hard. But we do find out kind of why. Like, yeah, she is mother. very unhappy. Her mother, her job. She said she's been a lawyer for... To, uh, 10 years since but it's like this whole thing and this is why it kind of surprised me that she even did the matchmaker thing because it's like you realize her whole life she's never made her own decisions so it's kind of wild to me that she even chose to go the matchmaker route since she's already never made her own decisions that's yeah uh, that's interesting I didn't even think about that way I didn't think about it that That's way. That's why she's an attorney, but she hates it. Because her mother said something like, when her and her brother was kids, like, she oh, the degrees. yell at them, they have to have at least three degrees and all this other stuff. And they, she was like, they didn't even understand it, but I would always say it. It's like, 
she spent her whole life living it for her parents. Yeah. So the fact that she even went the matchmaker route was kind of like, why are you here? But then, yeah. At the same time, you can't really meet anybody that's going to fit if you're around everything that you hate. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And you know what? I feel like, too, not only was a matchmaking like, a thing from her mother as well. It's like, yeah, you can do this. You should do this. Yeah. But it's also everything else in my life makes me unhappy. Maybe this will be the one thing that makes me happy. But if you look at her journey, like through the show, she starts to figure figure herself out until her mother gets out of the equation. And Seema is speaking directly to her and she starts to really get down to what she wants and though she doesn't spoiler alert she doesn't meet anybody that she ends up dating but she is thankful for the experience the the two the last two guys i was i read about it they they still talk yeah they're friends for a little while but now they're just friends because they they one the one guy is because she didn't want to do long distance and neither of them wanted to move the shaker dude yeah she didn't want okay. to do long distance. Neither of them wanted to move. And then the other guy is like, she just was like, we don't connect romantically, but we connect very well on a friendship level. Mm-hmm. And that's like pretty much, that was the long running thing from, I think just about everybody because nobody got together, but everybody said that. Well, Nadia didn't even, these were good. not even friends. And the thing about like her thing, that guy and his terrible time management is that like oh, he Vinay. still wants to be with her and she yeah. just like quit talking to him. She also said that she was good friends with Shaker because she had so Shaker was a client that Seema set up with both yeah. Nadia and Aparna. Mm-hmm. First it was Aparna, I, I believe. First. Aparna first. Aparna after she had first. that failed date with the dude with the podcast. Yeah. Who just moved out of his parents' house. Well, that just didn't even make sense. That was like that was you just know, a terrible match. That was a anyway. really bad match. But that was also a match where her mother was involved in. Yeah. Because the two of them just didn't make any sense together. Like what are they None. talk about? <laughs> None. But she ends up with Shaker after and they have a pretty decent date. A partner starts to open up. Like you can yeah. actually see her let her guard down and start to enjoy laughter. <laughs> and the company it's of other humans. And... Right. All of a but sudden, comedy is a great thing. Friends, even when they show her friends, her friends were kind of came off a little miserable too. So it's just Didn't like, they though? It's like, uh, it's just, all of y'all are just miserable. <laughs> like misery's, misery loves company and sometimes it loves a convention and that was a fucking convention. Because it was a good, a good closet full of miserable hoes. <laughs> and they were just all so... Um, they were just all so down on the whole experience and the whole idea of yeah, her. They were very much like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Right. Why, are you doing that? why would you do that? And it's just like, why don't y'all just let her be? Just let the girl be. And also too, like, yeah, she's got all of this money and she wants to be with a person who has all of this money. But if she's, let her just date, let her have fun. Like you right. can't have jump into a relationship without having the experiences of dating a person. Exactly. Like, let and her go out and have fun with people. Like, it, see, because they kind of made, like, they kind of made it, and this was something I noticed with the the difference between the way the guys, they talked to the guys and the girls. They kept saying, like, oh, well, she just needs to kind of settle. 
Why? Right. If she wants somebody that's on the same financial footing as her, that's there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that in any way, shape, form, or fashion. It's like because they wanted, they want they she was like pushing the guys to look for somebody who could be a homemaker, but then telling the girls they kind of have to settle, and it's like they don't have to because I know what I like to do, and I want you to be able to keep up. Yeah, but and you know what though. I, I would say for, and it's for all of the young ladies that took part in this, considering you went the tr more traditional route with, I mean, yes, it's, you know what I mean? That should be an, a little bit of a level of expectation of, expectation oh, I'm going to be there. told this. Not that you have to do it, but just that yeah. you're going to be told this. There is an expectation because you decided that you wanted a traditional relationship and that, mm -hmm. you know this that and the third and it, it there is a level of expectation of that but it was just one of those things that just kind of struck me yeah and it's interesting too that because that's just another one of those things that was just kind of glazed over the same thing with i want a fair partner fair mm -hmm. skin partner um yeah. what was oh the caste system the it caste was there were a couple of these things that were it's glazed like you over want them to be fair skin from a good family have good education and it's just like it was very rigid yeah and even in the way that because she would tell her darker clients oh you don't have as many options or the girl that was divorced you don't have as many options but then she put out when they went to the other which that confused me what we, we'll talk about it when we get to the divorce oh uh, Rupam yes so she's divorced and has kids Right? So Seema said, I'm not going to be able to match her. Let me go to this other lady who is more modern. Right? Um, and Kita. Yes. Oh, no. The other match. The other was it the other matchmaker? Okay. Yeah, okay. I know you're talking about. I can't, I can't remember her name. But went to the other matchmaker who is more modern in her matches. Right? She matches her with this guy. But then... Rupa gets upset that the guy's divorced and she wasn't told. But it's like, you're divorced. What difference does it make? <laughs> Truth. Like, I was Truth. really confused as to why she was so upset about him being divorced. Like, she's not divorced. <laughs> she was another one that seemed kind of into it, but also very resistant to the. She also didn't know what she wanted because she, she kept didn't. To herself. She was like, I want somebody to be well traveled, but it's fine if they don't go nowhere and be educated, yeah. but it's cool if they ain't go to school. And it's like you don't know what you want. No. And but, for these kind of services, you have to be able to like adequately articulate everything you want in a person. Exactly. She actually ended up like finding somebody on Bumble. Yeah, she yeah, <laughs> she ended up dating somebody from Bumble. And actually, I think they, they got married. Did they? They ended up getting married, yep. They ended up getting married. She was looking for, she wanted a Sikh man. And she yes. found exactly what she was looking for. She found her a nice Sikh man who loved her, loved her kids. So mm -hmm. that was, that was very sweet and heartwarming. That's great. The, um, the one that got me, because I didn't like Pradium. I didn't like him at all. He got on my nerves. He just seems kind of slimy. He's so superficial and so like weird and kind of yeah. gross. And I just, oh. He's the dude that had. He's the dude that grew up with a lot of access to money. That mm -hmm. thinks he's the hot dude and the hot shit, and is always out here with these women that are completely out of his league, mm -hmm. blowing tons of money, doing tons of cocaine. Like he's that. Yeah. 
at least his aesthetic is. It, yeah. And Especially with those dark girl, all them cocaine uh, bags under the yes, eyes. Yes. I said, ooh, that's a throwback to 2005. My <laughs> God. And he's talking about he's turned down 150 people. And it's like, ugh, I just, ooh, I just did not like him. I didn't like anything about him at all. I can't hear you anymore. Okay. There you are. I hear you. There we go. Okay. Sorry, my modem just was decided she wanted to act up for a second. It's fine. Okay, it's back up to Shrine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we good. Okay. Um, so, do, 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 do. oh, Seema also consults um, astrologers. Astrologers? Yeah. Not astronomers. There we go. Astrologers. Astrologers. Yes. Astrologers. Uh, face readers. Um, I think that was her whole like backup arsenal, mm-hmm. her whole supportive cast. So she takes photos of the first three. And he pretty much gets their general characterizations, like, right. Yeah, he gets them pretty well, yeah. Mm-hmm. He says that uh, Pradham um, was stubborn as well as Aparna. But mm-hmm. he made sure to specify that Aparna is far more difficult yes. than Pradham. Um, he yeah. also talks about, like, seeing the light in Nadia. And Nadia is just this very, she, she's presented as this, this very bubbly, fun mm-hmm. person. Which is very strange for a, a wedding planner. Because <laughs> they're usually very rigid. So, but that's an indication of her doing something that she actually really loves to do. Yeah. She seems like the type that's in love with the, with love, you know? Yeah, she loves the idea of love. I, I really right. think that's what led her to being a wedding planner. Because mm-hmm. she loves the idea of people finding their happiness. Right. Well, Pradium's family pulls him aside and pretty much tell him, you're getting older, you need to settle the fuck down. You need to stop this fuck shit. So he finally goes on one date. One. Because he had received, what, 70 offers before? Something like that. And turned them all down? Um, And was like, you gotta quit this shit. (laughs) Right. His sister was going with his ass. She was like, you need to chill the fuck out. It's like, you need to grow up, you need to get married, you need to sit down. Yeah. Like, you need to settle now. He finally agrees, and he has a date with, I believe it was the model girl. The model, yeah. And she's she's kind of accomplished. She's very pretty. She's very sweet. I don't like taking pictures. And it's like, girl, shut up. I get it, though. Because it's, I'm the exact same way with work stuff. No, 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 no. Not that that's not a thing. Yeah. It didn't come off as real from her. Oh, okay. It came off very, very fake and very forced from her. Like she was trying to seem more interesting to him than she really is. More down to earth, rather. Yeah. Plus, he wasn't really giving her anything, he truthfully, in that whole he conversation. Wasn't giving her nothing because he didn't want to be there. And she didn't really have a whole lot to give him because he didn't no. care. No, he didn't carry like any portion of She was pretty much having a conversation with herself at the she table. Was. She was. Um, but he does, like, you can see that he was like, okay. He was kind of warming up to the idea a little bit, but not He's too looking much. For somebody that fits his image, and that's right. all he was looking for. Also, we get to meet another one of Seema's clients, Vassar, who is a teacher. I loved him. He was great. I like, Vassar him. was fucking great. 
Vasa yeah. was fucking great. He yeah. would long time, long periods would get on my fucking nerves. <laughs> you know, like a weekend together would drive me fucking up a wall. By that second day, I'm like, okay, I gotta go. I love you it's very like much, but I gotta to get go out home. of here. And yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I get it, but I, he I don't just know. seems a very sweet I boy. I loved his energy. Mm-hmm. And he's such a dork, and it's just like. <laughs> He's just a, he is such a little dorky. He is a dorky boy. Yes. And he's a, also, he is a teacher. And this is the kind of person you want. That should be a teacher. Right. Like, he's <laughs> into the dorky, gamey shit. He can connect with the kids on that he level. Wants but he, children, he, he wants to relate to the children. He wants to relate to them. okay to not be perfect because this is what I was doing at your age. Like, right. This is, the, he's the kind of guy you want to be a teacher. <laughs> <coughs> exactly. <coughs> oh my goodness. <coughs> Don't die now. Isn't that Corona? Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm just I'm stuffy. Um <laughs> but it's not Corona. <laughs> Knock on wood. Uh Vasser is just such a sweet boy, and he gets matched with um M- Menasha? Menasha. Menasha, yes. Who also seems very sweet, but you can tell that they like on paper they should have worked you would think but there is a level of but with Menasha, there feels she feels like she's more responsible if that I makes sense she's more accomplished and responsible than he is mm-hmm. like because she asked him about his five-year plan he's like i don't have one and it's just like I, uh, the things that it makes sense as to why they should work are the same reasons why I knew they wouldn't. Because yeah. she would be like life planning and this thing is playing Dungeons and Dragons. Like it's just that's just how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That hit that hit that hurt a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh nonetheless um I see why I also see why they wouldn't work. Yeah, but he also ends up with a second match, um, who is also just very sweet and very dorky. Go, wait a minute, going back to Menasha, did you did you catch the? Oh, he's seven years younger. Yes. Once again, this is you having to settle. Yes, which was really odd. It At was least, strange to me. Yeah, because I was like, but why? Right. I mean, I understand that traditional idea of like, oh, you're, you're an old mate now, you're 38. If you want to have kids, you got to do it now. And it's just like, right. But like, also, like, they had fun, some fun anyway. <laughs> they at least seemed like they had some fun in the initial meeting. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, that makes more sense than you're an old ass maid. But the thing about the seven years, you could tell it didn't set well with her because she kept bringing it up. It, she, it didn't. It, it really didn't. didn't. Well with her at all because she continuously brought it up. And truthfully, like for a fair amount of men, when you're when you hit thirty, there's still a lot of figuring out you have to do. Yeah. And you don't really, I say you don't really come into your own and start to settle down until about like 33, 34, 35. Yeah. Yeah. So he still like he still's got some shit to figure out, and that's fair. To figure out. They're right. Not, they're just not in the same place. That's it. They're just not they're in the same place. That's not the same place. Mm-mm. Like we're not doing the same shit. Yeah, she got a life plan because she down there forty, and that's the type of shit you're thinking about at forty because you want to retire at some point. Right. He just now got to the point where he know when his bills is due. 
So <sighs> once again, <laughs> I'd just be like, <laughs> "Oh, it was supposed to be next week." Well, you niggas got it early. Merry motherfucking Christmas! Exactly. It's out the way. Exactly. Bitch, like y'all got your money. Leave me alone. Just got to the point where it's like I'm just gonna pay the shit ahead of time and not just pay the minimum. I'm just gonna pay whatever to do and Mm -hmm. leave me alone. Let me tell you, you know what true adulthood was for me? It was last year, and I looked up and I was paying my phone bill three months in advance. Yes, I was like, oh, I got the 180. Let me just pay this shit now. I ain't gonna worry about it. So let me just get this shit out the way. I looked up, girl. I'm it, my light bill had a, a a a positive balance, so that got deducted from the next. I was like, look at me on the motherfucker. All right, we're gonna tackle this debt next. We working it out. We working it out. <laughs> I'm growing. It's just took some time. But, like, but he's not there yet. Not 30, quite, he's not, not there. Because at 30, you just not making enough money to even be able to survive, let alone. If you're, if, if. if you got there yet. Right. If you didn't do a total career shift at 26, 27, you're just like, fuck this. Because yeah. that Cause shit happens a lot, too. It does. But, I mean, because I'm trying to think back to 30. Feels like it was so long ago. Girl, it was. Shut up. Not just for you. That wouldn't shade. That was <laughs> that was for me and you. That wouldn't Shit, shade. I think 30 was the first time that I can I was really coughing. A private, I mean a positive balance from week to week. <laughs> Girl, I will I ain't quite. I don't have a negative. I'ma say that. And that's I, a blessing I said right now. A consistent positive. <laughs> positive can be 37 cents. <laughs> It's not negative. <laughs> All right, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Because COVID has worked my pockets. <laughs> I think COVID's worked everybody's pockets. Yeah. Everybody's pockets, everything. Every, every nerve, <laughs> ending, all the things. COVID has been a, has been a bitch. So um, Vassar meets with uh, Seema's second choice for him, Rashi. And Rashi is... Same gamer boy, kind of gamer girl, just very sweet, kind of nerdy. And they make sense. They hit it off. Um, Unfortunately, they don't work out. But uh, the most important takeaway was Vasa talking about his abusive father. His father. And Seema asking, yeah. And Seema asking, well, have you talked about Rashi Rashi about this yet? It's like, I just met her. And, and I'm like, yeah, I just met her too. About, and that's the he's the only one to really acknowledge that the thing about this process is that it's not normal. Like you're not normally dating. Everything is super fast forwarded. And it's, it's like a, yeah. You're talking because the whole point of y'all being here is to get married. So y'all talking about, you know, shit that y'all don't normally bring up till years in on the second date. So mm-hmm. of course some people are gonna be like, oof, this is a lot. Because ain't nobody talking about the fact that your father's in jail for trying to kill his ex-wife on the second date. No. Like, that's some shit you may not find out. So you've been with this person for two, three years. Because nobody wants to bring that shit up. So it's like, no. nobody acknowledged how, especially doing something like this in today's world, where you can just Google this person. Very true. You know what I'm saying? And he's the only one to really acknowledge that. Like, this is strange. 
It's it's steeped in that old tradition where marriage was a business agreement. Yes. Hence why it's okay. You're attracted. You're attracted. Okay. The dowry is exchanged. This marriage is done. We are united as a family. We now have wealth and power. We have, and that's the thing. It's like this is why it's like okay. Well, where's her family from? Where's mm-hmm. how much money do they have? What's the education? What's the this? What's that? Because it's like you're joining, and it, to an extent, marriage is a business. Because it is when you join your life. Love ain't enough. I don't care what nobody said because you're joining assets. And also, debts. love don't pay the light bill. Exactly. Love is cute, but it's cute. Yeah, you're joining assets and debts. Mm-hmm. And it is a so financial like agreement. You have to. You're making a decision that this is the person who you are now relying on financially. Whether yep. it's like you're at, they're paying the bills or because if they fuck up some shit. You fucked up too. That's it. And that's why some couples choose to keep their assets, everything separate. separate. And I mean, but you can't do that so much because, like, there are still things that went accumulated in the marriage. But because with me and him, most of our stuff is separate, you know? Mm -hmm. We have separate bank accounts. Sorry, I was about to cough. No, it's fine. (laughs) Separate credit cards, all that kind of stuff. But then, when you get to taxes, you gotta file married. So now any tax debt is y'all tax debt. Yes, it is. When you yes, get it to, is. you know, there's certain things that you're gonna have to do together. Mm-hmm, so you mm-hmm. have to, is this person a responsible enough person that you want to do this with? Do I feel safe and comfortable enough to know that I right. that I feel financially secure? Yeah. Exactly. And I, I truly think that Vasser would be or is thought he would be entering into something more like uh, what they call a love marriage, which is just a normal relationship where you meet without a matchmaker. And it isn't necessarily supposed to be based on, you know, what you have. It's more yeah. so about, do I love you? Yeah. So he, he was, he was, he was open and more adventurous to the concept than the people who were actually looking but then for. But also the other thing, the other interesting thing about him is that he's never dated an Indian person. No, he had only he had dated, dated white, women, white women, which is another part that does come into play. Because, and I think the same thing was with Nadia. She didn't say it, but in some of her interactions, and just based on where she lives, I feel like it's the same thing with her that she mm-hmm. had only been with white people before. Yeah, or mostly white people, and that makes a difference too. Because when you're trying to date somebody who's so traditionally one way, even if that is your yes. culture, you don't live that way all the time, that's going to make a difference too because that was the big thing with Nadia and the guy that she went out with because he was like, oh, she ordered a, a mimosa. Oh, you know, like... Right, like, with Shaker... Well, no, no. Mama ordered specifically a mimosa, no orange juice. Yeah, she ordered champagne. She but, said, oh, I'll have a mimosa, no orange juice. And she tried to do it real slick and slyly. <laughs> But it's like that kind of stuff, because if it's like, oh, well, you know, I don't drink and I don't want anybody around me who drinks and that kind of, you know, like those mm-hmm. type of things do come into play, especially when very you're true. not as engrossed in your culture as maybe your partner is. Right. Especially when you start to talk about like the breakdown of generations and as the more um, whatever the family lineage is in that in America, that yeah. generation begins to adapt and become more Americanized over time. And both Vassar, Vassar and Nadia were both very 
they were both very Americanized. They're Indian American. They're like yeah. very American. Which, like, with their Indian though, traditions and customs, but still very American. And it's like, even though Aparna was spent most of her life in America, she's not nearly as Americanized as the two of no. them are. I feel like Aparna's first generation American. I think she is too. Because she still is very much. She's still very, very, very connected to her Indian heritage. Not mm-hmm. here. And it's, you know, and that happens. And it's like, because uh, I think about a lot of my Indian friends where it's like their older siblings are super, super connected to the Indian heritage, but then like they're not as connected because they're more Americanized than yep. older ones are, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely see that a lot. Also, she said, too, with, specifically with Aparna, her and her mother uh, came to America when she was, like, three or four, something like that? Yeah. she was. So she was young when she got here, and she had spent majority of her... She lived in Dubai. Lived in Dubai. She lived in... Um, like, she's lived in a bunch of different places she, around yeah. India before coming to America. And I don't think with any of the other... Clients, um, specifically like Vassar and Nadia, that they had lived anywhere else prior. At least they never talked about it. And then, like, but you can definitely see them definitely more American. With Pradium, he wasn't Americanized in this in any sense other than the very materialistic sense of it. I thought he was in Mumbai. No, he was in America, wasn't? Yeah, he was in America. I didn't think he was in America. I thought he was living in Mumbai. Let me Google, because I feel like he... Because I the whole time, I was just like, oh, you know what it is? I finally got the word for it. He had this Euro trash feel of him. Yeah. That's why I was like, for certain, he wasn't American. Like, he wasn't here, living in America. So, I did look it up. He is in Mumbai. But I didn't know that people were questioning his sexuality. I didn't either, because nothing, no part of that to me thought he was straight in any way, shape, form, or fashion. See, I did. I didn't get gay from him. I mean, no, I didn't think he was gay. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah, like, so, apparently, people have, he was trending on Twitter because he cooks and he dresses well, so everybody thought he was gay. That doesn't make sense. See, you know who came up with that? Dumb niggas. Niggas came up with that. (laughs) They're like, oh, you wash your ass? Nigga, you gay. Like, get the fuck. What? Somebody somebody said to me, only gay niggas carry umbrellas. I was like, so if you straight, you don't want to be dry? Like, I'm confused. (laughs) Why do you have to be hard with the rain? What kind of boundary are you trying to establish with the weather? Like, take the fucking umbrella. The funniest one that I've heard is like, if you if you wear glasses, you gay. I was like, so straight niggas can't see. Wait. So he's so so he just supposed to be behind the wheel driving all willy nilly with no girl. What part of this makes sense? Like none of this shit makes any sense. Y'all are not of it. Like these niggas in there like fucked up ideas of hyper masculinity. Either dumb or broke. Both. (laughs) Both. And honestly, truthfully, in life, you only get to be one. Either be dumb or be broke. One or the other. You can't do both because that's a struggle for one person. That's called an empty barrel. You know, the loudest barrel in the room when it rolls through. Way too much for the for the 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 one part of life. Talking about that man, he he, wasn't gay. He's just Euro trash, uncultured bastards. (laughs) Yes, yes. He this is he's every like wealthy. 
European person, I guess. Yes. He is. Every he's, like, like globe trotting Euro kid. He's young and he's wealthy and he's just like the kids in Beverly the, the young kids in Beverly Hills. He's just mm-hmm. like the young wealthy kids in New York. Honestly, if this was Gossip Girl, he would be one of them kids. Like it's the he same, would, truthfully. He's just he's just a young wealthy kid, and this is what they do. They all gotta, you know, do it for Instagram. They gotta show all their vacations and be on the. He's Lori Harvey. He's. But you did not say. The, I mean, <laughs> is she not out here running around the world? Like it's. <laughs> They're young, you know, they just they do what they want to do. It is what it is. <laughs> she's a very she she's a young girl on the path of figuring her life out. Unfortunately, it's publicly. She's her mother's child. That's what I would say. Bless it be. <laughs> you, you know, like you just like your mama. You know that she's real pretty. She's, mm-hmm. she's just, just like, like your mama. mama. Uh -uh. (laughs) um we also okay so we covered vasa we caught a problem um we covered rupam pretty much we covered everybody really no we didn't i'm saving one for last who didn't we cover you'll see we still got ankita who is like heralded as like the series hero because she's a young woman oh keep yep just wait when it hits you it's gonna be great because i've been waiting for this Oh, because she was like only in for two episodes. Because she kind of came and went pretty fast. Because I don't remember. Her she at was all. like, I don't think I want to do this. Which oh, I thought she yes. was so fucking. She was gorgeous. She was super pretty, but then she pretty. was like, Nah, I'm good. And yeah, also, like, she was she was thick in the right places. She was. Like she looked yeah. good, she and it always breaks my heart when these gorgeous people who just got a little bit more curves and thighs end up feeling so defeated because yeah, the because truth of the matter is like beautiful. Like she was fat. The, yeah, right. I remember because she was like, well, I thought if I lost weight, I would, I remember her. Yeah. Like, but you're not. You're just not dating the right people. That's it, like, girl. You better get you a black man. Somebody that's going to love on them. Go get you a black man. He'll be go right get you a black football player. They love women that look exotic. Ooh, that's fucked up. I mean, <laughs> they say the shit, so. I mean, the truth, you know. You heard 50 Cent? We've seen 50 Cent outside of Vivica. And he be trying. Oh God, I We're not. I, that's that's a war. I, I, I don't talk about this nigga. That I'm about to burn some frankincense because the mention of that nigga's name in my house, I instantly just exactly. want to cleanse I it. Need to go say, like outside I'm, of watching Power. I don't. I've watch gotten power. into Power. I don't watch Power. It he got me into like, it. It feels like nigga shit, and I just don't. It know if I want to be a part. I watch it because it feels like niggas nigga days of our lives. Cause it's the exact same See, thing. Do Niggas I die. Be a part of this? <laughs> the only thing, honestly, that's missing from it is a is a possession, like somebody being possessed by a spirit. That's it. It's just it the days of our lives, <laughs> bitch. And I'm down. No, days of our lives did it first. You know, I watch. You know, I watched that. Marlena spent a fucking year possessed by the devil. I know. I know. <laughs> I will you never forget mama. that shit. Passions was my shit too. <laughs> um. Oh, but Ankita. So Ankita is this very beautiful woman who has been having difficulty finding somebody to date. She's about 29 years old. She owns, have you seen her brand? Like her stuff is, her stuff is pretty cute. No, I haven't. Let me look. It's called, I think it's called There. 
it's there with an exclamation point. I know she was talking about the clothing line. Yeah, like it went real. She came and went so fast. I completely forgot about her. Right. <laughs> but it is for the people that would be buying it. Um, it's really cool. It has this kind of project YE for a very specific Indian culture. Like there's certain like structures or embellishments or colors that are very prominent in Indian culture that she uses in her collection or whatever she's like put together, whether she made it or bought it, whatever that may be. But it, her stuff looked, it looked nice. It looked interesting. It's denim? It's, some of it is denim. Well, a large portion of it is denim. And then if you keep going, you hear more like structural oh, like um, evenings. Oh, right. Isn't it cute? That little suit. That's cute. Mm -hmm. It's cute. She's got this like, it's a color block um, Let me look. teal and orange top and bottom. Is this in US dollars? Because bitch, really? No, I did the not. conversion one day. It's um, on, it's only me... like a uh, hundred to a uh, three hundred dollars. Okay. I, I think for the more expensive thing. It was showing me in like rupees, and I was like twelve thousand dollars. Like it was, <laughs> I had to convert the shit. <laughs> Girl, it ain't swag or swagalicious. <laughs> this is cute though. This neon jacket and pants set. I could, I could, mm -hmm. I could rock this. This is cute. It's better it than a lot really of the real housewives lines. Exactly. Maybe that's why I'm like, oh, this is really good because the barvin set so oh, I low. I love that. Right. I saw that too. This is super cute. That like really structured kind of retro y 60s mod dress. Yeah, I might buy things. Oh, this mm -hmm. is super cute. I see a lot of cute things. Well, as you all can tell, we both enjoyed um, Ankita's line. And that's what Ankita decided to focus on. She focus on, as she should. <laughs> as she should. Right. And she's she's 29. I know I saw that bag too. That bag is really fucking cute. It is, it is really cute. You know, and her stuff I is love, like moderately affordable too. Yeah, it is. You know, I love a good a good denim anything. A good right. chambray. Real talk, like if you're gonna spend money on Fashion Nova, like spend money on some shit like this, because it's at least interesting cuts and interesting exactly. colors. Exactly. It gives like a Speaking true Nova, They can count their fucking days. <laughs> what happened? I got two packages that I two packages I'm missing, and these hoes have never sit in my shit. And Fashion Nova can count their fucking days. <laughs> oh Lord, this bitch about to fly out to California and Romania and simultaneously burn because down both headquarters. It was, like, was a code because the thing, like this, is my fucking fault, honestly. It, it's my fault for being cheap. Because <laughs> I saw this code in. Well, accountability is important as an adult. My fucking fault. <laughs> so I saw this code in in um, Bloomingdale's. Right, it was a camel color wool coat, like had like a big fold over collar, super cute coat. But it was like oh, five thousand like dollars. The those traditional like nineteen twenties. Yes. Okay. But it was $5,000. I was like, oof, can't buy that. I got kids, right? So. Yeah, girl. And got, so a body to maintain, food to eat. I was leaving. Just as I was leaving Bloomingdale's, because I was in there because I was returning a skirt. And as I was leaving Bloomingdale's, I got a text from Fashion Nova about coats on sale. So I opened it. That's not about text. right. I, right. Fashion Nova, good detection, but don't see your shit. So I opened the text. 
and <laughs> opened the and it went to the website or whatever. The same like the coat that the first coat I saw looked almost identical to the coat I just saw in Bloomingdale's. But this coat was $28. I was like, Beck. Bitch. <laughs> Got my shit yet. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's on the way. You know, it take time to import from China. It take about a month and a half. Honestly, it probably got lost. It, this shit, all this bullshit with the post. <coughs> it's probably lost somewhere. Or somebody stole it. Honestly, port well, pirates. The thing about it is, if you try to track it, it still say ready to ship, which means that it never got scanned at the post office. Oh, so it honestly probably did get lost. But oh, I hate that. Like another, the other order. It's like a printed shirt like button front dress and it was like a super cool print so i was like you know whatever and um a two-piece like skirt and top outfit not it wasn't a crop top like everything else on fashion nova because i tend to stay away from the crop things i had two babies my stomach ain't really <laughs> fair that's fair stay away from the fashion nova type of crop things now i will do a high waist and a crop depending but i tend to stay away a peekaboo Fashion Nova's version of it. But, no, um, Fashion Nova's version is just like, here's your whole ass body, girl. Here's your, here's, whole, here's your uterus. Here's everything on the on display. Here you go. But um, Who, Are those fallopian dudes, girl? Well, how did they get the bedazzles to cover? Shut up, stupid. Both of them <laughs> um, ready to ship. I did get an email from their customer service and they're going to reship my shit. But that was, that was two weeks ago. And oh, they say somebody sold shit. that. It never got delivered. Some woman in... Oh no! I'm talking about the post office. That's what I'm saying. I, I know. I know it's a bunch of holes at the post office that has fly as fuck this holiday season because it's too many people saying they never got their shit. Here, Allen Park. Um, mm-hmm. Last I heard, there was like fifty or sixty freight trucks just yeah. waiting in it. Just waiting. Yeah. Deplorable. Absolutely deplorable. I mean, but the thing is, is, like I keep saying, it's 100% because of what Trump and that new exactly. general. Exactly. They cut all the services. Yes, they did. They was going to make it better. Yes, they did. They cut, and they were, and that was an act of nothing more than voter fucking suppression. That's but look here, not you didn't win the election and you just ruined everybody's Christmas. So I guess you got what you wanted. And he, here, you can't even go pick up your shit at the post office. They, got, they just try to re-deliver it two more times. They can't deliver it. They just send it back because they got so much shit in there they can't even hold them. God damn. There's there's a post office um not far from my house. There's actually a post office about six blocks in either direction, right? Okay. Both of them have six freighters behind the post office. That's, and, then, and then the rest are out at JFK. Uh uh-uh. uh. Because the FedEx is at JFK, so there's a big lot. Because there's also the postal um, sorting at JFK, because that's where all the international pictures, uh, packages come. I had to yeah. go out to that FedEx. There's about 200 big ass 50 foot mail trucks just sitting there. Bitch. And people that's go awful. and like pull bags off of them because they're like, they're full. Mm-mm. And all this, all, it's just shit just sitting there. Just sitting there, just fucking sitting there. It yeah. truly, sir. It truly showed. Mm, never mind. That's for another podcast. That's for a whole another podcast. <laughs> yeah, because that becomes a whole another rant. Because mm. everything's interconnected. Never mind. Now it's not like conspiracy theorists. I don't believe in lizard people. 
I mean, I do believe in lizard people, but they are people that look like Kellyanne Conway. They are Kelly. Kellyanne Conway is a lizard person. Oh, Hicks. You know, you over. She's overly tan. She needs to moisturize. Her pigs just, she need water. She looks like she don't drink enough water. She just looks dry. She like beef jerky. Right. Dry and unrested. But okay. Who was the last person that I don't forget about? Um, <clears throat> so we finally reach uh, the climactic portion of this podcast. <laughs> The final and uh, last client Seema entertains this season is Akshay, who is... That one! Oh, I hated him. I hated him so much. I forgot about him. I know. I was was waiting for you to say something about him and his mama. I was like, okay, I'm going to just... We'll make this the last one. his mama. I hated all... His sister's the only one didn't get on my damn nerves. Because his sister was the only one that was like a normal person. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that I blocked him out of my head because he got on my nerves so damn bad. Well, I mean, engaging in like watching him and his mama was a traumatic experience. It was like that was triggering. I was like, I see why she he don't want to get married, bitch, because you're ridiculous. You are a Fuck, his, fuck what he wants, this what I want. Like, right. What, girl? Well, and she's going to move in here with me like the brother's wife did. Yeah. Which I understand is a tradition. And if that's if that's your stilo, that's your stilo. And when I say this, this isn't meant to personally critique anybody's religious no, or traditional been. standpoint. But see, my that's some shit I'd never do in my motherfucking life. But see, my <laughs> thing about it is, and the odd thing is, my issue wasn't even that she wanted them to move in. My issue was that she really was just like, I don't give a fuck what he wants. This is the bitch I want him to be with. That's why the issue, that's why I was bringing that issue with um, the wives moving in. Mama wants staff. That's yes. how it felt. She wants workers. She wants that's staff. That's why she's like, can she cook? Does she clean? Does she... She wants maids. That's she what don't she want wants. Daughter-in-laws, and that's why his mama got on my nerves so bad. Because it's just like, stop being cheap and hire somebody. Because that's what you're looking for. Right. If y'all don't leave these men alone and let them be, also, girl, you got a husband. Why don't you worry about him? Don't worry about what you got going on over there. That nigga was nothing but he was silent the whole time. He was silent he, and not even mighty. He was furniture. <laughs> He was an accoutrement. He was. He was furniture. That nigga was an end table with a wig on. Like, if I you don't get it. He was there half the time. That's right. Like, I'm like, oh, she's just awful to everybody. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And there was, and no shade. Every gift that she had purchased for his wife, fucking immaculate. Yes. Beautiful jewelry, beautiful garments. Yeah. Like, so, and and all hand done, like really luxurious things. Yeah, you can keep them, girl. If I got to deal with you, right? It's like, Fuck that. She's a hundred percent like, but the status though. She is. She and is. It's just like she just. Oh, I completely blocked these people out of my mind because they got on my nerves. Last. Nerve last night, she was on. She's talking about she on heart medication because she's this woman has worked herself, work herself into, into like a friends. frazzle, right? <laughs> 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 or 
over her 25-year-old son getting married. Like, this woman is damn near ready for the fucking hospital. The fact that she's like, oh, but she has to look a certain way, and she has to cook, and she has to clean, and she can't be shorter than this, and she has to be right. She has to. It's like, so you really want somebody that's going to uphold your image? Mm-hmm. Come on in Oops. the room. They got on my nerves. Let the truth in. Let that truth in. Let that like, truth I, in. Mm-mm. And the whole she time was she hilarious. was talking, she reminded me to, to swing it back to Potomac. She reminded me of Wendy's mama. Yeah, very much so. She really reminded me of Wendy's mama. Like it's well, all we about mentioned the status, the Bush in <laughs> earlier podcast, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and <laughs> we just called this man the Bush. This is so rude. <laughs> Bo can't never listen to this. He can't never listen to shit. Mm, He does. Oh, dear God. I'm sorry, Bo. You know I love you. (laughs) He's he's heard worse. I love you like you've come out of my mama's womb. I truly do. Nonetheless. He's heard worse. (laughs) (laughs) But that that is a thing. That's the thing. (laughs) I've been trying. Yeah. That's why I don't. Because I don't want to. And I know Sama say something. Or be mumbling something like right now. This nigga's being loud in the background, despite knowing that I'm doing the podcast. After like coming in and fixing himself, he decided to come back and make the same mistake. And probably is solely forgotten. And is in there eating a avocado toast with an egg. Jesus. We'll be fine. People are getting when they come to the Slip Ghetto Productions. You know what? It's... <laughs> It's not ghetto. It's IRL. It's authentic. It's an yeah. experience. It's an you know? experience. You know what you We don't just talk about the there. shows. We talk about our lives. Sometimes it's just people. in the background. The only reason you don't hear children is because they are in the back of the house. <laughs> well, you hear one. It just so happens to be mine. Oh, but um, every, if you listen to any other podcast, you hear my kids. So <laughs> it's fine. Um, has even been on one of my podcasts. She was oh. a guest because she just was so damn loud. <laughs> what are you doing? She was involved. And I was just, like, just pull her a chair up, like, all right, sit here. Like, sit down, have a seat. This is what we're talking about. That's what she called me, Lone Wolf, and I was very confused. <laughs> Oh, oh, that hurt. <laughs> she very much was like, well played, lone wolf. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> your child is weird and it's yes, great. She is. <laughs> she is weird and it's so great. Oh my God, there needs to be more like weird children in the world that just say <laughs> random shit like that. Oh my um, God, it's so strange. <laughs> well, spe- oh, speaking of children, oh. Akshay's mother's goal is to get Akshay married in the next three months because apparently he's holding up the whole family progression because since he's not married, his brother and his wife can't have children. Can't have kids. As if she can stop that. Which was <laughs> She so probably can. <laughs> she like, probably can, obviously. What the hell is happening here? <laughs> Bitch. Right. <laughs> like it's a goddamn passcode. Like she's the only person with the goddamn user ID. She put parental controls on this lady's womb. <laughs> what the fuck? So, well, they can't have kids until you get married. How? 
how? I was just, I was perplexed. <laughs> you know what, though? I also feel like, too, because of how strict and crazy her ass is, these niggas might sleep in separate rooms. I think they do. I'm pretty sure they do, because I was really trying to figure out why would they agree to this? Like, why does it matter? But I really don't think they sleep together. I don't think they sleep together. And I think she actually, she probably sits outside her son's door <laughs> with a she mag light and a watch. <laughs> she very much was like, where are you going? Right. This? No, no, no. You can't see her till tomorrow. She'll make you breakfast. Go back to She'll bed. She'll make you breakfast. You go back to bed. Like, you don't belong over here. This is not your side of the house. Yeah, his mother was very <laughs> intense. I really very intense. out of my head altogether. <laughs> when she popped up, I was like, Oh, here's the mess. Because everything else yeah. had been like really nice and respectable. And then it's here's like, the uh, shit. Here's crazy. <laughs> and Weird. if it had been Bravo, they would have ramped her up times oh, she had 10. They would have gave her the Mama Joyce treatment. Bitch, think fuck a Mama Joyce. They would have gave her as the Kim Zosiak treatment. Fuck <laughs> Tardy for the wedding. It's called You Better Be Early for the Function. <laughs> Already prepared for the function. Mama Joyce, the whole ass character, the way they doing that little queen on um, Salt Lake City. <laughs> oh, the son. Uh -huh. Yeah, I don't like the son the being on it. Yeah, he. I, I like saw him, him once, and I said, I never, never again in my life. I don't like him. He annoys me. Like we already have enough Andy Cohen in life. I don't need a second younger, more rude younger version of it. Version, right? No, especially not a young gay boy who thinks that being mean is a is a personality trait. It's yeah. it's not. No. It's not. And truly, you are protective because protected. And I'm, you know, I'm gonna go on this little rant. Truly, you are protected. Because the unfortunate fact in reality is, is if you were out and about in this culture and in this community in the way that I don't know, I would expect you at 20 something years old to be that smart ass mouth of yours would have been got your ass slapped. Mm -hmm. Point blank. Not only slapped. And wealthy and in a very, very very Come on small now. gay community. Come on. You're, in, you're amongst the Mormons, so the, the few that are out are, it's yeah. very few. And you know, minuscule. Which is why you are allowed to behave in this manner because you have no one to check you at home. Nobody. And you don't meet enough people outside of your small bubble to also check you. Exactly. Dead ass, I have seen the girls. Stay in that bubble. Girl, stay in your lane. Together. I have seen the girls like dead ass over a over what um, really truly to me at the very least is a minor argument or altercation. I just see these girls pick each other up and throw each other through plate glass windows exactly. like dead ass out the bar through a fucking window. Ha not hilarious. Actually, very terrifying. But in Quite terrifying, hindsight, actually. hindsight, it's like kind of funny. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is happening? It's like, what is going on in life? But yes, it's because you have been in that very small, very insulated gay community where mm -hmm. it's so few of y'all that y'all hold on to the people that are around, which yes. is why you have been allowed to do that. Plus adding the fact that you're white and wealthy. Yes, yes, yes. But Trash. You on a national stage now, mama. So the girls are getting you together on the internet. Watch your I've mouth. Been seeing it. Yes. And you're not only are you on... Not only are you on this platform, but you're on this platform very young. So you don't get to make the same quote unquote mistakes that normal people get to make and say and do in their 20s. You're on fucking camera. Yeah. Good luck, girl. <laughs> you don't get to grow. You don't. You don't get to grow. I 
I was done with her when she lied saying that that girl's vagina was in her in her face, and it definitely wasn't. Oh, bitch! I ain't even see that. See, I Jason. But the thing is, he keeps was, talking to me about Salt Lake too, and I'm like, I don't know if they want to get into this. We'll we'll talk off air because we about to get on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So Akshay's mama is looking for. She's looking for staff. She's looking for her next employee. He he's had like over a hundred offers. Mm-hmm. He's turned them all down. She's Which talking to her friends. That, that family is terribly wealthy. Oh yeah. You could tell. You could you tell could by the tell. garments. Yeah, you could tell, but this just really solidifies with, to me how Stacked. wealthy that family is. Yes. And Mama is Mama is about maintaining and control and power. Exactly. She knows and she's not going to let shit jeopardize this. No way, shape, or fashion. And it's if like your daughter marries into in that family, then that's a blessing for play you. the role, right? Yeah. Understand, we are the catch. Mm-hmm. So you come in and you play your role and you play it well, and thus we will dismiss you. She was given very queen. She's the queen of that castle. Yes. She is the queen. She runs that shit. And don't you dare try to say like you're first in her son's life, because bitch, what? Are you stupid? No. <laughs> Girl, you ain't even first. <sighs> you ain't first even on the street, bitch. No. Don't be dumb. Like it's... no. Mm-mm. Her, it, ooh, everything about her gave me mommy dearest. I just I very like much it. so. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> it was like that old idea of um, maintaining power in the royal in royal empires, truly. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to marry some. She wanted him to marry somebody from good stock. Yep. And yep. did you you remember when she was sitting at lunch with her friends? Yes. And everybody's like, "He's fine," and she's like, <laughs> "She's like, no, he's not." Because- no, no. I got things I need done. <laughs> the, the other boy can't have a kid. I'm having heart palpitations. And it's like, you know what? It'll be okay if you just stop stressing yourself you, out. Right. Leave this boy alone. Leave him Leave to his own. Leave him to his own. But then the fact that she done brainwashed her kids into believing that this is normal. That's the wild part. Fair. Yeah. And, and the wife is very much like, well, what is wrong with you? Like, it's like, What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> and the 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 wife that the um other that poor girl she they might just call her as Rosie. I was like, did she talk? All I do was saw her get stuff. That's all I saw. She that's why I called her as Rosie. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know that she spoke. <laughs> Actually, no, I take that back because Rosie had pretty good banter on the Jetsons. That bitch didn't have nothing. I was about to say Rosie was sassy. I don't. She was. You can't be sassy with that woman. <laughs> Shit, you look up, she'll have your shit packed and you on the street. Those divorces, you will be gone and won't even know you're divorced. Right. She right. will annihilate you. I think that's pretty much it from um, Indian Matchmaker. Yeah. Indian I mean, Matchmaking. The thing about what kind of, the one thing about this show, and just to kind of sum up my feelings, like, I appreciate that this show was made. I appreciate that it gave a look and a, gr- a glance into other cultures and kind of the way another culture ha- does relationships and things of that nature. Because matchmaking isn't... What am I trying to say? Matchmaking is something that's been done across cultures for years. I mean, well, yeah. it's not it's not exclusive to Indian 
cultures, but it is interesting to see the way they do it. I do wish that the show took a more honest look at the the way that colorism and classism and those kind of things play mm-hmm. into the mass ranking, but that also would mean that they would have the people involved would have to recognize it. And I don't know that they do. That's true too. And that's a level that's a level of um <laughs> self that's a level of self um what's the word Re- reflection mm-hmm. um and i and most people can't do that no um and i would have liked the same thing though like if it was P- if pbs produced this for netflix i feel like it would have given it would have been because they would have everything to people who aren't they would have told people who are indian but not necessarily engrossed in the matchmaking culture who could have mm-hmm. because that's part of the reason why she stepped out the way she did yeah, that like, is true. I don't want to be involved in the colorism and the classism and the caste system and all those. Things. I don't want to be involved in that. Yeah, and that is one of the, the reason why she stepped out. It's interesting too because one of the things with Indian matchmaking, the small interviews that they open and close the show with, mm-hmm. are all very sweet. But these are all people that have been matchmade, and many of the women were. 17 to 25 max 28 years old marrying somebody that they didn't know and fortunately enough at least as far um as we see that it's it worked out and everybody seems pretty happy you know everybody seems pretty happy and healthy the one lady who the most interesting one to me is the lady who she she was sitting there with her husband they talked about how they how long they have been married and she says He's nothing like what I thought I was getting. Yeah. Nothing like what I was told I was getting. But I'm glad because this is perfect. Yeah. Was that the same woman that wanted to marry somebody else too? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She was like, I didn't, I didn't think this was, I, I didn't think that he was going to be it, but he ended up being it. Because the, I was told he's everything opposite of what he actually is. Right. You know what? Sometimes in life too, even with like relationships or just interpersonal relationships in general, you think you have an idea of how you want these relationships to go or who you want these people to be. And mm-hmm. many cases, the not it's the person that you least suspect that is it's the person that you least suspect. It's the best one for you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, almost all of my friendships, almost all of my closest friendships are people that either I didn't like to start with or didn't like me to start with. Yeah, we were like that. Yeah. <laughs> but we also, we had a little bit of interference. We did. There was a little bit of static there that wasn't there, really yeah. in any of our control. Yeah. Which, you know, life, unfortunately. We she had a Giselle. Had we did have a Giselle. We had a Giselle, except we no did. security. She wasn't screaming for people to sit down. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, bitch. Okay. That was India matchmaking. I forgot to tell you. Um, one of our college friends randomly sent me a Facebook message. No, hold this. We'll talk about it when we hang it. We ain't gonna <laughs> <laughs> is there a reason? Because I need to know who it is. Okay. I think I got the same thing. So we're gonna talk about it after. All right, okay. bye y'all. <laughs> All right, love y'all. <laughs>